Hey friends, welcome back to another Seed Talk with Lane and Lisa. Good morning, Lane. Good morning. How's it going? It is going really well. I mean, is this not like the most beautiful fall in Virginia that, I mean, the weather is just optimal, right? It is. It's perfect. This is perfect baking weather, knitting weather, I mean, outdoor work weather. Outside, sitting in the sunshine, reading a book, literally. I mean, I yes. actually thought about that yesterday. And, um, you know, just a little side note that um, I planted our cover crops um, about a week and a half ago, right before a little light rain that we had. And we've had no rain since then. And our cover crops are just sprouting and beautiful. And anyway, it's just, it just really is so far so good on a great fall season. So friends, if you're new here to Seed Talk, we welcome you. Lane and I spend our days together at the Gardener's Workshop where Lane is the seed manager um, and I'm kind of the head bottle washer that pushes the paper and um, helps to figure things out. And we just are really glad that you're here. Um, this podcast is sponsored by thegardenersworkshop.com. We'd love for you to drop in over there because we have a lot of great stuff and information um, to help you out. And so Lane, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we've been doing a lot of troubleshooting this fall, and there's another tricky, confusing topic that I think we need to cover, and we've been getting some emails about, and that's flowers that are blooming prematurely. So when we're planting these cool flowers in the fall, we're talking about overwintering them so that they bloom the next spring in most cases. But how about if you plant your flowers on time, you get them in the ground, you're so proud of yourself, they're even growing well, and then they sort of keep growing, then you start to see buds forming, and then you start to panic. <laughs> so, it's so true. So yeah. true. I actually just walked the field before I got on here looking for that very problem. Yeah. Yes. So today we're just going to be talking about the problem of flowers that are supposed to be waiting to bloom in spring, but you're actually seeing them start to try to bloom in the fall and what to do about that. So we'll be going through all that today. Great. Okay, so Lisa, what would cause a fall planted cool flower to bloom prematurely? There are probably a few different things that could cause it, but what are some things that come to mind? Sure. So a couple of things um, first out of the gate is when people plant too early which is sometimes really, I know that I did that for the first few years that I was practicing the cool flower concept. And you're so worried you're going to be late and you're excited and anxious. So you get them in the ground and they then kind of mature, um, start to get established and it's still warm and the days are still having good length. The day length, you know, we aren't really into winter short days yet and they can actually um, start to bloom or to set buds and sometimes even to go on to bloom. And then it's when you do everything right, you think, and then the weather causes havoc, yes. right? By fall, just going on and on and on. And meaning it's like, it doesn't get cold kind of when it's supposed to. So your plants, again, they're stressed, they're confused. Um, and some of them will set bud and, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about what you do about that, but um, it doesn't concern me. And I get a lot of I get a lot of messages of people that are so worried because their stuff is blooming. And really, we'll just step back and um, deal with it as it happens. 
So the most common, like you said, is probably perhaps you planted too early, but again, you could have planted on time and there was just a warm spell that came along unexpectedly and that made your plants grow too big and mature too fast. How about stress in general? Oh, sure. So any type of stress can make plants misbehave, whether that means they get stunted or they set bud prematurely. Um, but yes, yeah, stress. And what is stress? Stress is anything they aren't expecting, <laughs> right? Too hot, too cold, not enough water, um, too much water, um, not enough sun or too much sun. All of those things contribute. I mean, think for just a second, what stresses you out? How many different things? Well, it's same is true for your plants. Yeah. And maybe some people have even experienced flowers that are setting bud in the trays in their little three quarter inch soil blocks. Maybe you forgot about a tray and <laughs> sitting there and you actually see them putting on buds on these little short seedlings. Has that ever happened to you, Lisa? Oh, yes. And particularly I did a years ago. Um, you know, we grow um, squash in the we start squash in the two inch soil block right so that's a pretty big block because it's a big seed well yeah. I started a bunch for a photo shoot well it was still it was way too early to plant them outside so I had decided to just leave the tray in my grow room where it was nice and toasty they had light and we literally not only did those squash bloom in that two inch tray or two inch block they actually set fruit it was unbelievable oh wow I helped it with its pollination and it was, it was pretty amazing anyway. So yeah, anything is possible. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. And this is another time we might want to note, if you do live in a warmer climate and you're experiencing this, you may want to think about planting later in the fall yeah. in terms of the standard cool flower fall planting times to use as a jumping off point. We always say get transplants in the ground or direct seed six to eight weeks before your first expected fall frost. Maybe you did eight weeks this year. Well, maybe next year try six weeks. Or yeah. I even know of a lot of people in warmer climates that do it at four weeks just because of this very reason. Yeah. And, you know, I have mentioned from time to time that because I mean, I don't even know how many years it is now, but I'll just say for the last five years, we've had these kind of unreliable fall seasons and totally agree with that lane that I am now planting later than earlier because late planting later, you can bring in hoops and row covers for to create low tunnels to kind of provide some warmth to your plants if it gets cold really quick, but there's not really anything you can do if it heats up and you plant too early. So I always err on later than earlier for fall planting nowadays. Okay, so now we're going to talk about which flowers might be a little more prone to this behavior. Of course, the chances of it happening to any flower go up if you've planted much too early or if your warm weather goes on for a really long time. But I'll tell you the two flowers that we hear the most complaints about are sweet william and snapdragons. And I'm going to throw in Rudbeckia, Black-Eyed Susans, as a runner-up. Would you agree with that assessment, Lisa? So very, very true. And I will say that um, in the Rudbeckias, I find that Indian summer, which is one that we've grown forever, is, I mean, there's always one three-inch stem with a huge bloom blooming in our garden, oh, about November or December. It's really kind of funny. I've come to rely on it. I often cut it and take it inside, right? Um, but yes, yeah, Sweet William is famous for um, blooming in the tray. Um, and I find that with Amazon. But 
I mostly grow Amazon. So it may actually happen with many other varieties. Um, but yeah, and snaps um, are because everybody, you know, snaps are a really, really important crop to flower farmers. So people are overly cautious. But I'll tell you that we now succession seed start in the fall for this very reason to make sure we have good sized plants to plant in the event that something like that happens. So do you do that succession seed starting with any other flowers? Um, pretty much just those. I mean, in the beginning of the season kind of brings that onto my radar. So if we start on time and the seedlings are doing great and they're looking wonderful and we're seeing, oh my gosh, looking at the forecast, fall is never going to end. You know, the weather is just not turning Bobo will sometimes just restart many of those snaps. We primarily do that on snapdragons only. Um, but I have been known to do it on Sweet William on occasion. And then you may be thinking, well, what do you do with all those extra plants? Those plants, some of those plants are destined to be composted. That is their purpose. Because we don't have extra space to have a whole nother planting of snaps or Sweet William because we plant a ton of those, right? And yeah. that you just, as a business person, that is your insurance policy. How many of us pay insurance premiums year after year, but you don't use that insurance? It's the very exact same thing. Um, so if the weather is not looking promising, like it's going to be hot now for eight more weeks and our snaps are in the ground, sometimes we'll restart in case they start to get so large that we're afraid they're not going to make it through the winter. And ex excessive pinching is not the answer. So doing some succession seed starting is a really good option as a backup and insurance policy if there are any flowers that tend to give you this sort of trouble. Yep. Have you modified your planting times for any of these specific flowers that are prone to this behavior? Or have you just modified your overall planting time to be later? So we've done the two things. We've modified, we've planted later in the fall than we used to. And then we actually do this um, succession seed starting, not necessarily planting. Half of those plants are not actually going to be planted out in the garden. They're there just in case. So now we're going to talk about what you should do for your plants if this is happening. And I'm going to break it up into branching and single stem. So what would you do, Lisa, if you have, let's say, Sweet William, it's a branching plant, what would you do if you started to see bud set after you've planted it out there in the field? Okay, so I tend to first off not do anything until winter, um, until the, the cold weather starts. Because if you pinch a plant and it's still warm conditions out, the plant is just going to continue to grow more stems, right? I mean, it's going to do what it's, it's going to continue doing that. And the only time that I actually pinch in the fall winter time is if the, the stem is really getting tall. If it's over 12 or 18 inches, which just makes it more vulnerable to cold damage and wind whipping. But I use row covers um, for wind protection. So that's not as much as a, a threat because pinching stresses plants. And for a stressed plant to go into a stressful season of cold is just kind of a double whammy. So my preferred method is to ignore it in the fall and winter. And then and in very early spring, and I say that over and over, very early spring, 
very early spring, as we define it, is six to eight weeks before your last spring frost. So for me here in southeastern Virginia, that's like Valentine's Day. That's when our second planting of cool flowers goes in. But that is also the time that I'll take down covers, not necessarily leaving them off. Sometimes we do. And patrolling for that type of behavior. And that's when I would pinch them because excessive pinching leads to puny stems because the plant overproduces. So even if you see a plant with all these buds on it, or what if it's even starting to bloom, would you still just leave it there? Yep. So if it's that big and large, then I might cut it. But because we use, if it'll fit under a row cover, you know, under our, the, the low tunnel, um, I might just leave it. Um, but usually, first off, I don't see this behavior in like all the plantings of a particular plant. There's always like one or two renegades, right? That just kind of like shoot it up. So I don't feel so bad about cutting it back in winter, which stresses it and risk killing the plant. It just won't recover is what happens. Um, So you just kind of have to go with it. And again, it's usually not so many plants that, oh, well, if you feel like cutting it, cut it. And if it doesn't survive, guess what? You got a bunch of other plants. So if it's really large, you might consider cutting it. If it fits under a row cover, you would just leave it there, buds and all, and see what happens in very early spring. Yes. Okay. How about for a single stem plant? What if someone's growing a single stem stalk and they see it starting to put on buds or even bloom? What would you do in that case? Leave it. I mean, there's no recourse because it's a single stem plant. And oftentimes as trying to remember um, last year for Chinese forget-me-nots, which are in fact are not single stems, um, they're multiples, but they just like stock, oftentimes, and stock is a single stem, oftentimes will set their buds while the stems are fairly short and kind of give you a little heartburn thinking, oh my gosh, they're not going to be very tall. What am I going to do with those, you know? Um, And in fact, they really put on the acceleration extension during the last day. So for a single stem, you have no recourse but to leave it. You need to take care of it. You know, you need to be sure that you're watering it properly and that it has the nutrition it needs. Um, but I find our stock, the first cut is kind of squatty, but then they just start elongating and getting it. So be patient is the bottom line. Stop being a helicopter plant grower, yeah. which is what we're all guilty of, right? Oh, yes, because we love them. <laughs> exactly. Hovering is okay, but you can't let it get make you make the wrong decision. <laughs> now, what if someone had an entire bed of stock, for example, and pretty much all the plants are actually blooming? I'd still leave it. I mean, let it bloom out because you just don't know. And again, um, like the one that you're looking at there that's in this image. And again, reminder to everybody, Lane always makes a beautiful slideshow to go along with our podcast that you can see over here on YouTube. Um, You just don't know what the plants are going to do, but there's no recourse. You either count it a loss and leave it um, or pull it out. There is nothing to be done. Yeah. So what if someone has these plants row covered. It's a nice cozy environment under there. Would you recommend taking that row cover off to kind of cool the plants down just a touch? Yeah. So that would definitely work. Um, Growing slow, low, and cool tends to help plants grow more roots and more stem length. 
So if you, for let's just say, so we plant stock in February, Valentine's Day is kind of like our key marker. And we typically cover, because it's still really cold outside and a lot of whipping wind, right? So we cover after we plant. Um, and if they start setting buds and misbehaving that way, then yes, I would uncover them to kind of take away that added warmth. So yeah, that's a great point. And what is your track record? It's going to be different for everyone and depending on where they live and the weather, the winter conditions they have that year. What's your track record on these plants? Maybe it's a larger plant and it has some bud set. What do you typically find in very early spring when you go to look at those plants? The ones that set buds and were problem childs all through winter. Right. I mean, usually, again, just saying that there's so few of when that does happen, let's just say in the Rebecca bed. I mean, if I get and we plant typically now we plant, you know, less than 100 plants, usually per variety in high production, we would have entire 100 foot beds of just, say, Indian summer. Right. That hundred foot bed of Indian summer might have five, maybe up to 10 short setters. So you kind of, there's so much more abundance of everything else. You really rarely pay attention to it. But I have seen like in Sweet William, you know, that's another really great offender, right? The one that does it. Sometimes when I'm cutting, you know, you're in April and May and you're out there just cutting the tons of cuts like this image of um, Amazon that you have displayed here, Sweet William. You cut all those stems that we're looking at and then down in the understory, you see three or four of those little shorties that actually set bud and bloomed in fall and they look exactly the same. So I just kind of count them off. You know, I mean, we don't rely on them. If someone is experiencing this widespread in a bed, would you recommend if they have time, if they believe they're going to be able to restart and they have the bed space, would you recommend they do another planting to be safe? Sure. sure. I mean, yes, but I just don't think that that is really for us. We've never experienced that. Let's put it that way. So Lisa, any final words for someone who's stressing out after finding some of their plants budding up this fall? Sure. I would say, first off, don't be alarmed. It happens to all of us. It's more about the plants than you or what you've done most often. Um, And just feel confident that you can just leave it alone um, and rectify it in very early spring before the plants start growing again. You know, snipping off that little shorty that went through winter may stimulate more stems to actually grow from that plant. Um, But this is also just another great example of why we always plant more than what we think we need to cover those kinds of issues, right? And again, if this is something you seem to be experiencing every year on a large percentage of your plants, really consider experimenting with planting a bit later and maybe even doing some of that succession seed starting that we mentioned earlier, just as an insurance policy for some of the plants that seem to give you the most trouble. Yep. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of Seed Talk. I hope that helped alleviate some of the panic that might be going on if you're seeing some of your fall planted cool flowers budding up. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we love seeing your comments over on YouTube and we love when you like over there. And in a podcast app, we love when you leave reviews or ratings. We really, really appreciate it. And just thanks so much for joining us again and make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening or watching.
And friends, if you over on YouTube, Lane really um, loves your comments and answers them. Um, so we love the comments and all of that activity really helps um, YouTube and the podcast apps to show our podcast to more people. And we appreciate that. And remember, over at the gardenersworkshop.com, we have a fully stocked online garden shop of all the seeds, tools and supplies and my books. Um, that you hear us mention from time to time. And we have an online course library that is packed. So check out thegardenersworkshop.com for whatever your needs are when you're coming to starting seeds and growing flowers. Till we meet again, friends. Ciao. Bye.